February 3rd, 2013, non-elite quarterback Joe Flacco is currently leading the Baltimore Ravens over the San Francisco 49ers, who's led by civil rights quarterback Colin Kaepernick. The score is 21-6, to and the world is ready for the second half of this Super Bowl, but everyone's going to be in for a big surprise as a power outage will cause a blackout in the stadium. But before that, Beyonce is about to give a halftime performance so powerful that some people think she's responsible for the blackout. This is Halftime. Welcome to Halftime, the podcast that gives you the in-depth analyses of Super Bowl halftime shows that you never knew you needed. My name is Dan, and I am joined by my co-host, Sam. Sam, are you excited to talk about the Queen Bee herself? I am so excited, Dan. This is, we are definitely in the golden age now. If you didn't think we were in the golden age last week, we're for fact in the golden age now because we have Beyonce, perhaps the best Super Bowl halftime show we've ever seen. We'll find out at the end of this discussion where we'll put it, but I'm just, I'm so hyped. This is one of my favorites. I loved it when I was a kid. I loved it still today. And I'm going to keep loving it into the future. Yeah, I mean, going back to talking about being in the golden age, I thought when Black Eyed Peas uh, performed, I thought that that was the uh, the golden age. That was the start of it. That, well, that awesome was, that performance the, by the Black the, Eyed Peas. That was the beginning and the end of its own individual era. Just, its own, get, just one show in one era. They're its own thing. It's like so. a, it's the Australia of Super Bowl performances. It's a yes. continent and a uh, and a yeah, country. Exa- exactly. It's it's its own thing. But you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. This is still to this day on many people's list the best halftime performance of all time. And I do really think that this is up there with that Prince halftime show. And at the end of this discussion. I don't know. Maybe I'll put it at the top. Maybe I'll put it a little behind. I guess you'll have to find out. Yeah, a little clickbait for the people. But before we yeah. dive into uh, Beyonce's performance here and get to our rankings, guys, go ahead. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If, if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back and welcome all the same. Go ahead and look in the description, though, and you will see a link to the Super Bowl halftime performance. We highly suggest that you go ahead and you click that and you watch that before you listen to this podcast because what we're going to be talking about, this is one that I think, again, you really need to watch. The visuals in this are amazing. Go ahead, watch that. You'll know what we're talking about throughout. Highly suggest it. While you're over there, please feel free uh, to subscribe if you are so inclined as well as to maybe watch some of our older episodes, which... Uh, we'll give you a little bit of background on our rankings and things that we liked and disliked overall. So, I mean, without further ado, let's just jump into it. I so, mean, introduction. Yes. Excellence must be pursued. It must be wooed with all of one's might and every bit of effort that we have. And each day, there's a new encounter. Each week is a new challenge. All of the noise and all of the glamour, and all of the color, and all of the excitement, all of the rings and all of the money, these are the things that really linger only in the memory. But 
Okay, Dan. So as we had just heard, you got the Vince Lombardi speech. You got pretty much fans running on the field, screaming, going crazy. Which we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, that's right. Madonna didn't do it. Black Eyed Peas didn't do it. The Who didn't do it. So it's been a few shows since we've actually had uh, fans back on the field while this performance is going on. And then you also have the stage just lighting up in fire, in flames. And it's like two different faces. It's, oh my goodness. It's, it's got so much going on. Just within the first 10 seconds alone, before you even hear her hit a single note. And then, of course, she starts singing, and you know immediately, this is not going to be lip sync. This is going to be all oh, no. natural, all real the entire time. All natural. I, I mean, just wow. Uh, you guys know, I, in the past, I've been a little bit of a snob when it comes to lip syncing and people, people performing. I mean, this is why. Because she did it. She sounded yeah. amazing live. And the thing, the thing was, too, before all this, people were actually afraid that she was going to lip sync it because... For the national anthem, when Obama's second inauguration was going on, she did lip sync that. So Mm. people were actually afraid that this was not going to be all natural. But you know what? She came in and just immediately, right off the gate with the first note, just instantly debunked any type of rumor that she's not that she's going to lip sync it. I mean, she's she's so talented. I'm not a. I mean, I like Beyonce, but I don't really listen to her music. I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge Beyonce head myself. Yeah, to but, me, my my favorite thing about Beyonce in her career, other than I guess this show, was the fact that she was in Austin Powers Gold Member, uh, and she did a great job. Yeah, she did a great job in that movie. Some great, uh, great comedy in that. So to me, that's probably my favorite thing that's in her history of her career is being I, in an Austin. I, I like Powers. some of her songs. I dabble in them. I understand that she's a <laughs> she's an icon, and yeah, of course. I think for me. Like, I always knew that she was talented, and there's always so much hype about it. But to see her go out and and do this live, and then be able to compare it to the what eleven plus shows that we've watched—I think we watched twelve at this point. Well, 12 yeah. halftime shows. To see somebody that comes out and does that, which honestly, I think that the only other person that rivals her vocals, honestly, is probably Prince. I agree completely. But the I difference think. was Prince was pretty much standing in the same spot. She's out. She is moving. She is grooving. She That's is absolutely true. Amazing. Like, honestly, like she <laughs> truly deserves the name Queen B. There, there, there's definitely going to be a lot of moments where I think we're comparing this to the Prince halftime show, which is absolutely a compliment considering that we believe Prince's is the best. And the fact that we think that this is equally as good, like is going to go to show uh yeah and we're just on the introduction she hasn't even sang an actual song yet right now she's just singing like little bits and notes and it's it's only gonna get better yeah i think it i think so far with uh the description i gave was just the baby it's true or whatever 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 the first line is that's as far as i went this this halftime show was also probably the most like hyped up performance i think we've had so far like I remember that because it was the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, you didn't have Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, or Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. 
the the big names were not necessarily there. Probably the biggest name was I don't know, maybe uh Aren't both maybe... these quarterbacks now out of the NFL? No, did, I think did not Callum elite... Kaepernick we know is. Yeah. I don't think Joe Flacco is. I'm I pretty sure say... that Joe Flacco suffered an injury last season. Because yeah, and then Drew Locke took over. Okay, I thought it well right? I don't know. I'm I'm I don't know. I thought he was on the Broncos. Isn't he still I don't know if there? he still is. I know he, he got injured, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But the, Regardless, the point is these are not very the, the biggest names the the big yeah the biggest names I think going into this was uh Ray Lewis and Randy Moss and both coaches were brothers of Jim and John Harbaugh that was the biggest storyline going into it there wasn't a huge like really marketable quarterback was this Sherman yet no no, uh, no he's on the Seahawks yeah he was on the Forty Nine ers at the time. Yeah, 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 that's, uh, I think Richard Sherman is going to be, yeah, yeah, he's, he's coming up soon though, eventually. Regardless, uh, back, back to the show, back to the back show. Back to this, so, <laughs> so you could argue, you have a good argument that Beyonce is without a doubt the biggest name going into this night. Yeah. And my goodness, she delivered fully throughout the entire show, I thought. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I'm, I know that we're, we are really dragging out this introduction, which is only about like. <laughs> Not even 30 seconds, but <laughs> it's maybe the a fact minute at most. That they had that pyrotechnic silhouette of her, right? Where it was yeah. all the sparklers and whatnot. And then when she's done rising up, she's in pretty much the same exact spot and position that that silhouette was. Yeah. Which was just, it was genius, honestly. They just, it was, the special effects people outdid themselves, which we will get into as we go on, but oh my goodness. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't think this is controversial. This is probably the best introduction we have ever had so far and might ever see. I really I think don't that we've think. had for sure. I think that the, the Michael Jackson one is the Michael, definitely, that one might be, that one is. Well, well, yeah. That's, that's one for a li- that's later date. way long down the but, road. Like, But I'm really trying to think in terms of the ones we've seen so far. I think the only one that is as hype, arguably, is the Bruce Springsteen one. But it's not really to the same level that this is at. Like, no. that's more so just good because I like the fact that he's just giving a big speech right into the audience and it's funny. But this is, like, not even trying to be funny. It's just trying to get you hyped up for the next 12 minutes of the show. And what's funny is we normally are like, oh, you got to play your most popular song first. Like, you got to come out there. You got to get – or your second most popular song. I'm sorry. But – Yeah. And you want to get the people excited. This was the same – I forget who else I said had kind of the swagger about them. But I believe it was actually Bruce Springsteen maybe or Prince where it's like – they have this swagger and they don't need to come out here with this like super intense song or like super fast and super popular song because they can just come out there and they just demand your attention. Yeah. And yeah. it was almost like – because it went slow because it was like you're the one I want and then it yeah. stopped. And, and then, then she would even, sing another note. And even as you're saying that she commands it, like even from her slow strut into the camera – as exactly. she's just slowly walking closer to stage, like you know, this is her show. This is this whole entire night was made for her, not these two football teams. This was a <laughs> Beyonce concert that took place while a football game was going on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she just took control of it, like we said, and I mean, 
it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I am Beyonce and I'm going, you guys are going to watch this because I am about to put on one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows that you've ever seen. Yeah, without a doubt. And so my golly, she did it. For <laughs> my, sure. So my golly. <laughs> finally. I can't believe I've said that. So let's move on to the first song. Next yes. uh crazy in love i mean again like we kind of have said in the past this is one of her more popular songs so i understand Without why she would lead off with this song as her first actual song that she sings the the entire version of or at least most of it so yeah i mean i thought it was just phenomenal i mean oh without a doubt i, I loved everything say, about this i'm just uh-huh. gonna start it out because i know that we're just gonna praise this because this is really good okay yeah but i'm just gonna get it out of the way here bothered me a little bit that she wasn't in the right position Yes. Okay. Okay. Like, okay, I'm sorry yeah, to no. nitpick. I'm sorry. I'm not okay. trying to be a snob, but it bothered me because I was like, this would Damn. have been so cool if she was over like a foot and a half into the right position. I do actually. Cause I was going to bring that up too. That's the, that's, there's not a lot of flaws, but that's one of the small flaws. That is the biggest, would... honestly, that's the biggest flaw in this whole thing to me. And yeah, I, that's I it. would agree. We're getting it out of the way now. <laughs> we're, we're going to, yeah, because Man, if she was just on, she was on the right position for every single other song, but this first song, like when she's laying on the floor and the red lights are kind of trying to do her silhouette, but like obviously she's not in the right spot that she's supposed to be. It's just like, oh, visually, this is so close to being what you want to see. It's yeah, so that would have been elite. That would have just been so cool. But I yeah. mean, granted, it was still a great song, great performance, but. To lead off, I'm sure that there was a little bit of an adrenaline rush. It was dark. Yeah. And it, I, I understand why she missed it. I mean, don't get me wrong, but would have been really just that much better. This song would have been just that tiny bit better yeah. if, if she had fixed that. But, I mean, I think that the dancing, the choreography was awesome. I and liked the ripping how she off started her too. Which was pretty yeah. cool. That was like, like all right, she, she didn't come – to mess around. She's here yeah. to play. She is ready I, to go. I liked how she started to uh, scat sing in the middle of her song with like the da ba da do 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 like all that. I liked that part of it. I really liked the flaming guitarist. Oh, uh, I was just it, about it, it, to talk about that. Yeah. It it reminded me of Mad Max Fury Road a lot, so I really liked that. And I know this came out before the movie, but still, it, it reminded me of that. I also noticed, too, how all of the... All of the people playing instruments, all of the dancers, anybody else in the background, it was all women throughout the entire show. Yes, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, a very on-brand for Beyonce type of thing to do. Very, very good, wanting to be a huge feminist. And I did notice that, and I was like, you know what? They, they, they really knocked it out of the park with this. Women can do everything <laughs> just as good as men. And here's my thing. My thing is there are two ways... Honestly, there are three ways to make a to make a statement. You can do it like you two did. 
and they had a message behind theirs and it was awesome. They did it right. They did it very respectfully. They did it. It was very on point with what they were singing. There's another way like Beyonce where you don't have to shove it in somebody's face for people to pick up on it and say, you know what? This is a really good thing that she's doing. This is very productive. This is a powerful message. Or like Janet Jackson, you can completely like contradict what you're doing because you're out there like grinding on Justin Timberlake while also like saying, hey, let's have world peace. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that there are. I think that there are three avenues that there's, you can go. There's only three options when it comes to sending a message. Really in your face, really not in your face and subtle, and really wrong. So thank you for clarifying that, Dan. Yeah, That's I think that – and I think that she did it right. I think that this was something that – granted, we are probably looking at it a little bit closer than most people are. Yeah. Because that is the nature of this podcast is we're trying to do an in-depth analysis, but – I don't know. I think that it was very powerful. I think it got the message across and it was not too in your face where you're like, oh, like this is what this is really about. Like this isn't about just yeah. entertainment. This is this is all about the message and, and it becomes I, revolving I'm, around that. But I'm not nice. sure if it was because um, I watched it twice also one time straightly to take the notes, but I had to pause it every five seconds just to write down. I really like this part about it. I like this part. And then just fully. But even when I was, like, looking up my background research, there surprisingly wasn't any mention that she was going to have all women be, like, a part of her supporting cast. I'm actually kind of surprised that that wasn't an article or something that was brought up because it seems like that's the type of thing where it'd be like, oh, that's really cool that she's doing something like this. So, I, feel I like mean, I was it would even be more powerful if it were done today. Like, I feel like it was not necessarily ahead of its time, but I feel like yeah. with the culture and the Me Too movement and uh, just – people's like really hard push for, for gender equality and, and things yeah. of that nature. I feel like it really would have resonated. Yeah. What, it would probably, this was 2013, like, just seven years later, it would yeah. have been very super powerful. It definitely would have gotten more attention in today's day and age, but that's even the thing that I'm thinking like seven years ago, I'm surprised it didn't get that much attention. That seems like the exact type of thing that it would, but you know what? I mean, Hey, I was still able to notice it and thought that she did a great job with it too. Yeah. So, and it didn't take away from her performance in any way, which if you know what I mean, like, like how in Janet Jackson's performance, you have that. And then you're sitting there for a second. You're like, are we sure that this is supposed to be up right now? Like what's going on yeah. here? This is not the message that a very would... misguided. Yeah, message. exactly. And so I think that this was, this was a very subtle, but good message. Yes. Without a doubt. Uh, so now let's go into end of time. Love the this dancing one, and choreography. Without a doubt. I almost think that she kind of purposefully made there be more dancing just so she could save her vocal range and performance for the later songs during this one. Because this one was definitely much more dance heavy than the first song that we had seen. And I think that that's something that we haven't necessarily really seen yet. 
And I think that that's a tactic that she's going to use throughout this entire performance in order to be able to move around like she's moving and still be able to have elite vocals. One, you got to just, it's just got to be the kind of performer you are. And I yeah. recognize that not every performer can do that. But the fact that she's also strategically taking breaks where she can catch her breath so that she can perform the next couple notes with just perfect pitch and and volume and everything without yeah. having just like heavy breathing in the background was really I think it was really yeah. smart and it was very well thought out. Yeah, it's almost like how uh in some of the past performances, I know we've critiqued primarily the dad rock era where it is just like songs nonstop. You can hear in their voices and their vocals, they do start to get tired at a certain point and just a certain song that's just like you know they're giving not as much effort in terms of their vocals because they have to save it for a song that's coming up later on. Meanwhile, Beyonce is just like, let me have them take a break. I'll dance, which will still entertain everybody. I won't just stand around or I won't pass the mic off to someone else. Uh, pass it off. Yeah, it's, it's, that's going to come up a little shortly, but it'll make sense. Uh, and let me just still entertain the audience the best I possibly can. And again, I think she, she still, yeah, did a really good job of it. Yeah. And I think that just something that I pointed out here in my notes was that the showmanship or show womanship was just elite. It was just, she is a, a great performer and yes. it really shows. And this, this just highlights it. it. It really is, as, again, both of us have said, we're not really Beyonce heads, but you can see why her fan group is pretty much insane people, because if you critique her once, they will go after you and try to pull up <laughs> any other examples. Thankfully, we're not critiquing something bad. This was clearly something good. Yeah, we and we're not, not just saying threat. that because we're afraid because that the Beyonce heads of the world are going to go after yeah. us. Yeah, we, uh, we're not afraid of them, all right? We would say come at us, but there's nothing to come at us. Yeah, other than the fact out. that your girl, Queen B was Mr. about Mark. a foot and a half out on her mark. <laughs> other than that, flawless. But even even worse saying, that's an understandable mistake. People do that here. Yeah, I mean, hey, Bruce tough. Springsteen slid into a camera. I mean, and he wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> if the boss can do it, then the queen can do it. Absolutely. So, yes, great job. Then we get to what's maybe my favorite visual part is during the song Baby Boy. When she's dancing, and of course the screen behind her, it's nothing but more Beyonce's multiplying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate, if you can't get someone to do it right, do it yourself type of moment. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, know, I know that it's not her trying to be arrogant or selfish thinking like oh only i'm gonna do this right i just thought it was a really cool visual and oh it for made sure me i don't think that that was their intention i think it was no, hey have, look yeah. what we can do now again like i think i've said in past performances or especially for like black eyed peas era 
Yeah. They are the technology. And I think I might've said it last week, actually, the technology is at the point now where people can do things that impress us now. Whereas yeah. maybe like 10 years ago, when we were talking about these, we were like, Oh, uh, that's that's da, da, da. But now it's like, okay, now we're getting into yeah. stuff that like we are impressed by in 2020 still. Yeah. Cause that is, that's pretty cool. It's not unfathomable, but it is very cool to have that in sync kind of dancing with yourself. And yeah. the effect was that there were just hundreds of them going now. Yeah. Which was they were sick. going out and then they were also doing the hair whips at the exact same time too. And again, just visually, it looked, it looked so like almost exactly what you'd want to see. Just and what more. I want to say is I know that we're touching on the visuals and how cool that was, but it, even if we back it up a little bit, so this song starts out with a, it's, it's almost a different tempo and a different beat. I'm not super familiar with this song, so I don't know if these are different parts of the song, which is what I would assume, or if it's a remix or a different adapted version for this. But I'd say that this song in particular was one for the crowd that was there. Because yeah. for the beginning, like we were just saying, very strategically, she's not really singing that much. She's letting the crowd sing. She's like, let me hear you guys. And they're singing it. She'll sing a little bit or she'll do a little riff here and there. But it was mainly for the fans. Not as much singing because I just felt like it was centered around the people that are there. And this whole performance is, again, one of the ones that really caters to the audience at home, I feel like. But. Yeah. I think you get the uh, best of both worlds here where she's kind of addressing them. But now, I mean, I agree with you on the visuals. They were sick. And it got to the point where I believe she has two singers or I'm sorry, dancers on either side yeah. of her. When I first saw that, I was a little confused. I was like, wait, are there real people there? And then they showed the shot where yeah. they were. And so then I yeah. rewatched that part a little bit later. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look for the change. I could not see it. I, I literally could not pick it up on my second time watching. I was like, how did they do that? And like, there were parts where Beyonce, who is in the middle of the stage, probably the most well-lit person there disappears with the visuals and everything. And it was just so cool. I was, Absolutely. I was very taken back by it. And I thought that that was elite. That was honestly, that's one of my favorite visuals of the entire thing. If not one of my favorite parts. I, I completely agree. Um, another one of my favorite parts that I guess I really should have brought up during the last couple songs because I wrote this down in my notes for those. Every time she just looks into the camera and smiles directly at it, it's like, oh my goodness. It feels like she's smiling right at me. Like, oh. Very beautiful woman. Um, very but gorgeous. I just feel like it's it's, just, it shows that she's very in touch. Almost yeah. not. I almost feel like it's very down to earth and connected with her audience, whether or not I mean, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a, not a queen bee head. I'm not a, uh, not a Beyonce head myself, but I, I mean, she just seemed very like, there's almost a connection between you and her when she just looks into the camera and smile. There were a few times where she almost made like kind of a funny face or like she makes her eyes really big. And yeah. I thought, I, I agree with you. I think that that was a very nice touch. It like, I mean, especially at the end of crazy in love when she just blows a kiss into a camera, I was like, Oh I felt like I just caught that and now I, I can have it with me forever. And it was just, it was a nice little moment that uh, the audience 
and including myself. And I think it showed her personality sure. without her having to be goofy or, or yeah. do anything like silly on stage to, to make people really smile or laugh. I thought that that was, yeah. that was very, very wise of her to do. Without a doubt. Yeah. That just sprinkled throughout the show it was just her smiling, just her smile just made it work entirely. Uh, and now are we ready to move on to what was maybe the most surprising part of the entire show? The destiny's child reunion starting with, Bootylicious. So I'm not sure if you knew this, Stan, but at the time, this was a big surprise to the audience. There were rumors and little rumbles that maybe there'd be a Destiny's Child reunion, maybe there wouldn't be, but this was the actual thing that confirmed it. People also thought Jay-Z might appear, but that was very quickly debunked. But <laughs> the Destiny's Child thing, people were like, maybe, maybe not, we'll have to see. So when they popped up, from underneath the stage it was just like oh man they are they are really showing now that this is happening this is for real right that was here. so All the destiny child's heads out there that was so ba when they came up and it was just like their names and whatnot it was it was honest it was just it gave me vibes of the very first introduction where it's just commanding the attention of the people it yeah. was it was amazing yeah. While this is um, not my favorite song, I thought, like, at least in this performance, this is not my okay. favorite song. This was just an awesome moment. And I think that it, it really deserved, maybe not necessarily, like, based off of the actual song itself, but just because of what happened. It just, it's one of the, the best moments of the show. Yeah, absolutely. I thought them popping up, great job. Um one of them looked like they were going to lose their balance when they were trying to <laughs> plant yeah. their feet on the well, ground. Well, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't easy, which is no. what was cool, but I think yeah. it, it might have been Michelle Williams. Yeah, I think so. Is that how you um, say her name? Is That's her name, right? Michelle Williams? Yeah, I know one of them's Michelle Williams, and I don't know what the other one's name is. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the other one. I know Michelle Williams because she was a contestant on one of my favorite shows, The Masked Singer. She was the butterfly in... Uh, season two, I want to say. Yeah, maybe. Very good. I don't know. She was uh, she was one she of my get? favorites on that show, and I really enjoy her vocals. So I luckily get to hear them a little bit here in this performance. So Dan, what do you think about Bootylicious overall? Why why are you not a big fan of how the actual performance went? I mean, I'm not not a fan of it. I just it wasn't my favorite. It because we're moving on to my favorite song next. Oh, I thought so you that want to go right independent independent woman. woman part one was <laughs> actually my favorite song of the performance. I, 
Okay, let's least, go. Let's go into that because I don't have a lot to say about booty. I, yeah, I don't really either. I don't think it was that long because I think honestly, it, it I was, was more focused for, on them popping up, and I think it was yeah, more it was as an introduction for, for them. And they're ba 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 da ba. That was oh really that, that showed off talent. I will say I again, thought they, it's like they do still have it all these years later on. Yeah, just but back together. Moving on to independent uh independent woman. That was my favorite song. I just thought that like it was the perfect combination of your guests like the people who are who are featured the main artist and just the special effects all coming together in one complemented by beautiful vocals i just absolutely i thought it was just awesome because i mean they had the fire which was coming up as they were dancing they were all dancing together yeah. they were all singing uh the they all had like their individual parts point. to play it was yeah i I really thought, um, and I think this does go further into my um, theory that she purposefully wasn't singing a lot, but Beyonce really seemed like a good teammate during this song. She was really That's allowing what I was the other say. two. I don't really know too children. much about Destiny, uh, Destiny's Child and, and really the dynamics of the group there, but I mean, that was one of my things was that when they came on the stage, it wasn't Beyonce and them. It was, it was Destiny's Child. Yeah. It was Destiny's Child that was performing at Beyonce's thing. It, it, there was no – like obviously Beyonce was in the middle for most of it. And she – her mic was actually louder than the other twos. Yeah. But other than that, like honestly, I just thought it was – they just worked well together again. And I thought that it was very good camaraderie up on stage. I know that – if I do recall, they had a little bit of beef um, between all of them, but I don't really know the whole story, and I don't know the extent of it. But I know that there was I'm, there was a little bit of beef from not. Mistaken. I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really a Destiny's Child head either. I probably <laughs> should have looked up why they broke up. That did not go across in my research time, probably because I didn't have a lot of time to do research for this. But anyways, the special effects in this were immaculate in this song. And just. Yeah, pretty much every single thing she's doing is just killing it nonstop, much like Prince back when he did his show. It was just nonstop, like killing it, killing it, killing it moments this every single time. For sure. Um, And then we get to single ladies, which is my least favorite part of the show. Okay, Sam, okay. you're going to have me, the Beyonce heads out there let, coming let for me, your head. Let, let me say this, because obviously, obviously, I did it just for comedic effect. Um, I, me probably laughing so hard at my own joke makes me look more like a douchebag. But anyways, yeah. Um, look, Single Ladies was still great. If I, though, were to say moments, uh, if I were to rank the moments, though, and the songs, this is probably the one that i think i can safely say is my least favorite part 
And I think it might be because, even though also during while I made these notes, I put down, man, this might be better than Prince, but this is still my least favorite, like, thing. I, I think the reason why it was, was because, like, I think it's the other two childs, Michelle Williams and the other person, <laughs> and um, how she sort of just pushes them to the side, and you can almost hear their microphones are starting to go down. It's like... It's like she did want them there, but she kind of wanted them gone by the time Single Ladies would start. And she even started before Single Ladies started, saying, like, oh, you guys want to stick around? But then, like, halfway through, she's like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll see you later. Let me finish up here. I think it might be just that. It's really kind of that that makes me say this is my least favorite moment. But other okay. than that, there's it's still great. <laughs> All right. Like, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. But I mean, I don't think it's her choice to have their mics lower. But yeah, I know. I think that for a lot of people, especially for the Beyonce heads, this is a Beyonce song. This isn't a Destiny's Child song, which I was actually I was a little surprised at. I did not realize that. And so the fact that she made a big deal of asking them to sing with her, I think, was kind of like people's like fantasy. They're like, oh my gosh, like everybody's coming together like it's gonna be awesome and i think it was pretty good but i i still like independent woman yeah. better. but i think it was cool to see destiny's child sing it all together and then i just think that the dancers are really good they just yeah had so many people i think this this is a song that even i know because it's played so many times at weddings and big parties and whatnot so like even i know this song and again she still did great but like, kind of like how you said with Bootylicious, there's not a whole lot for you to say, and and whatnot. Like there for me just isn't a whole lot other than like I would say this is probably my least favorite moment yeah, uh, okay. out of the whole show. But it was still fantastic. Other than that, I just wanted to uh, just drop that in right as we were talking about how everything was so good and great. Then it's like, oh, now we go to not not as great, I but mean, still great. Yeah, I think it was still pretty good. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but then, you know, sometimes they say from out of not greatness, greatness can rise. <laughs> um, I don't know who says that, but I'm sure somebody has. It sounds like a saying. But let's move on to Halo. Which, honestly, is right up there with Independent Woman for me. I mean, this song just, oh my gosh. I thought, like, at first, when I saw the set list, I was like, Halo is going to be the one that ends it? Like, really? We couldn't have something more exciting? And you'd think initially, it should be, it should end on um, Single Ladies. Because that's her most popular song, arguably, and... Like, it just, it just makes sense. But 
I thought that this was just the most powerful vocals we've seen out of her. And if I'm being completely honest, it gave me chills while I was watching it. I was like, wow, this is so powerful. And she was able to just go from like super fast dancing and, and all this stuff, super aggressive songs to just one of her mo one of her most popular that is a little bit slower. And you can just really hear that she's a good dancer. Yeah. But she is an a singer above all else. And she oh, proved it there. I also think that this even hearkening back to last week's song that Madonna sang last, I think the trend that these shows are gonna start to go into, as opposed to something super hype to try to get you back into the football spirit, as we saw a lot with like the dad rock songs. They're going to try to go for the more slower, powerful vocal type of songs. The ballads, exactly. I think they're trying to hearken more to that because I'm pretty sure with Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, and Coldplay, they try to do that. They do the slower, kind of more emotionally powerful song. So I think that's a trend that we're going to be start seeing going forward into these shows. And uh, we'll see how much it works. But so far, I do think that this is a really good choice. I, and when I saw that Halo was on the set list, I was like, yes, this makes a lot of sense because this was kind of new at the time. So, you again, you can make a great argument that this is the song that should be ending it as one of the most popular songs that she has. Uh, so I think she, again, killed it with her vocals. I like how the stage sort of almost had like a hair with how it was like the two faces combining almost into one and then just like her hair was flowing down or something like that. I thought that that was a really cool effect that they did. And uh, one of the things that I noticed also, and we should probably start keeping track of this because I know it's going to be prevalent as years go on with the internet, uh, like meme culture and whatnot, <laughs> was the person who was just like, like just kept touching her knee and touching her leg as she was like bending down and putting her hair and like uh, going into the audience and whatnot. You could just see the hand just like slowly like caressing her knee. And really? Her leg. I honestly, I didn't even really? notice that. I, I remember that happening. And then I kind of wanted to be like, is this this show or was this a different time uh, while I was watching? And I was like, oh, no, I completely notice it now. This is this is pretty funny right here. <laughs> just a random person just slowly just like touching her just like out of context. It's completely like, I mean, I guess in context, it's still weird. It's a stranger touching her <laughs> while she's performing. So connecting with your fans. Yeah, so that, I'm pretty sure, is the viral moment of the year, or meme of the year, whatever it'll be. But we'll have to start keeping track of that as the years go on, because now we're in 2013. So this stuff meme is going to be Meme culture is starting to uh, make its headway into the pop yes. culture. Which, which I'm sure we will see with Miss Katy Perry soon. Yeah, Left Shark is going to have its own complete segment. We're already guaranteeing that that's going to happen. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, but that that was just something i noticed she still did fantastic with halo five out of five great job with that ending song yeah and clap, i think clap, that clap. just clap. yeah claps all around for for the queen herself i think overall a few things that i just want to talk about are, are both destiny's child and then beyonce herself um yeah i'd say destiny the choice to have destiny's child in there was a great one because I feel like when you bring somebody else on, if you bring in a 
a guest or something. There's sometimes where it, it takes away from the overall performance. I mean, let's just, I mean, we could, we could, we have plenty of examples, but even just going back recently to Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I mean, Usher coming out and just Usher and Slash, show. like Usher especially <laughs> well, takes slash, control. Slash stole it for comedy. Yeah, for a different <laughs> Usher reason. stole it for looks. So yeah, but I can understand. Usher came out there and he, he showed up who was actually out there. And there was very little camaraderie. It felt like separate performances. And I think that that's something that it's hard to not have that happen sometimes. Yeah. And I think that for the most part, people have done a pretty good job of limiting it. And a lot of the shows that haven't, we've called them out for it. So yeah, I think that Destiny's Child is a great choice because you don't have that because Beyonce was a part of it. So not only do you have the nostalgia factor and you have this great reunion, but I just feel like they split time between all of them well. Yeah. Like again, was a little weird that Beyonce's mic was a little bit louder, but I think it makes sense. I mean... It is yeah. what it is, and you this... just have to roll with it. It doesn't really necessarily take away that much from from the performance, but I just thought that it just added an element that Beyonce could have done this show by herself. She could have held this. That. She could have absolutely not needed anybody else to come out. Well, that's the thing. So many people, like, they really thought that the Destiny's Child reunion wasn't going to happen because they're like, no, we know she can do this by herself. Like, and why would she want to go back to the reunion? That's why it was such a big surprise because she is that talented of a performer and she can command the stage so much like that. That, like, the whole entire time, from the moment you hear that Vince Lombardi speech during the intro to the very end when she's singing that last note of Halo. Every time she's looking into the camera, knowing exactly what to do at every moment, that this is just like easily a two thumbs up, 90 degrees all yeah. the way, one of two. Before we do any rankings or MVPs, though, do you think that this performance was so powerful that it caused the blackout? Maybe. Because something that I, I do want to point out, and... I honestly, I would say, I would preface this as saying it's controversial, but I know for a fact it isn't. Beyonce is the best singer slash dancer combo that we have seen. And now to the controversial part, I'd say that she is the person who has had the best vocals out of all the Super Bowls we've seen and possibly ever. But I, possibly. I just want to say that. I just want to put that out there that. Maybe she did cause the blackout. There were a lot of pyrotechnics going on. Well, because I'll harken back to when we were at school, and um, I think the guy who was working for CBS at the time uh, and was like part of directing and producing the Super Bowl, friend friend of Joe Michaels, of course, going to name drop that for people who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he uh, went, because uh, he was working on the Super Bowl, and I think one of the other students even asked him, yeah, so what do you think caused the blackout during that Super Bowl? And his immediate answer was, oh, well, it was Beyonce, obviously. And then he, like, he went into details about why he thinks it was to the point that the tone of what he was saying sounded like a joke, but it was so much great detail that you almost think that he wasn't joking. So I'm kind of 50-50. I, I, could, I could completely understand it because of just all the pyrotechnics that went into it alone. 
I could understand it. Like, even if it wasn't her, even if it was like a Madonna one or one of the other ones that just had a lot of pyrotechnics going on, could I could completely understand. you imagine if that happened after the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> oh my goodness. That Goat would level. Next level. <laughs> Goat level right there. That's, <laughs> that's triple S tier. That's what makes that show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I almost like to think that she just was so powerful and good that the world, once the once the Super Bowl started up again, the world just wasn't ready for it, and it needed that blackout to really ease their mind to get them truly back into yeah. football territory. Just a cultural reset. Yeah. So, Dan, I'm not even going to ask MVP Beyonce, of course. For sure. No I think yeah. uh, second place was special effects. Whoever yes. the special effects guy who who was responsible for mapping it all out. Without a doubt. Or the guitar player. Now in, she was pretty cool too. Yes. Now in terms of the rankings, because we've both been saying that this is perhaps the best along there with Prince. I have my thoughts. What are yours? If I could, I would love to create a 1A, 1B. Because both of these are the best. And I think that, with all due respect, I think that they're fairly different performances. Because I, Prince was more about, hey, let me go out there and let me just shock the world. And let me, let me do this performance that's going to just be true to rock and roll and, and things like that. Whereas Beyonce is like, hey, let me jump into the modern era. Let me dance. Let me sing all these songs that are mine or my groups and just show everybody that I have the hits to handle this. I have all, all these songs are, are mine in essence. And I'm going to go out there and the special effects were, were ridiculous. But ultimately I have to give it to Prince. Prince is okay. still reigning number one for me. No pun intended. Just because like we said, it was just the perfect storm. Literally, like he, because it's just one of those moments where he just overcame so much with the rain and just the powerful vocals. And I think it was one of the best that we'd seen. And I think that it, like, it's, it's tough because it was only a few short years ago, it feels like, that yeah. we had Prince during the dad rock era. And he's just surrounded by terrible performances. <laughs> and he so it, it's easier by comparison to be like this is so much better because we've been watching absolute garbage and no offense to the dad rock era or people who love the dad rock era but i mean it's just beyonce is is coming into the modern era where there's more technology there's more money maybe that's being funneled into the different pyrotechnics and, and things like that as opposed to princes so I have to I have to let Prince reign supreme on there. The Prince so, has is a little bit better than the Queen in this one, but I mean, like I said, to me it's one A one B. Even though she is going to be taking my number two slot, it's one A one B. So I agree, but I have I agree for different reasons almost. So yes. I'm going to slightly give the edge to Prince a little bit because I fear I might have recency bias giving it to Beyonce. And I almost want to go back and rewatch Prince, but I know I'm going to do that when we're like 
after the Shakir Jayla one and we give out our awards for best, worst, whatever. So I know I'll rewatch it and have them both kind of more fresh in my mind at the time. So I don't want to give it based off recency bias. And also, man, Prince just covering other people's songs and making them sound better. His best of you that he covered and took from the Foo Fighters was just, it was so good that again, Dave Grohl doesn't want to perform that song live anymore. And even the ending of Purple Rain compared to Halo and the rain actually coming down and them just knowing to put the purple lights up and it looked like it was a special effect. It didn't look real, but it was. And the fact that all of that happened during that last song, I I have to give it to that, even though I do love the intro so much for Beyonce and that alone could almost take it. But I think the Prince ending alone takes it even more for me. So just so slightly, I got to give it to that because it just got better as opposed to Beyonce's, which was consistently great. Yeah. So it's, I hope that the Beyonce heads don't come after us here. She has such a great fan base, but who knows? Maybe in seven episodes, I'll change my mind, but we'll have to wait and see by then. Who knows anymore? But I think it's, it's safe to say that just double thumbs up in the air as high as they can go. Just phenomenal. Yes, I agree. I mean, there's nothing else we can say about it. And if you listen to this whole thing and you haven't watched it yet, go and watch it. Please go and watch it. You will not regret it. And while you're at it, go and watch the Prince uh, show. And honestly, if you feel so inclined, listen to what we had to say about that and call us out if you think we're frauds. I don't know. (laughs) I just... I. Again, I agree with you. I think it's also a little bit of recency bias. And as much as I'd love to give it to Beyonce, I just, I can't. I can't. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe in what? Six, seven, eight weeks, whatever. Yeah, we're close. We're close. Speaking of that, who do we have next week, Sam? So, Dan, as I've said, we're in the golden age. And every single one of these shows have been critically praised and to this day are known as some of the best ones. However, this is one that at the time was actually split down the middle between people liking it and people not liking it. Bruno Mars. But I will say this, as history has gone on, it is very it has been very favorable towards Bruno Mars. More as time has gone on, more people have liked it because people went into this thinking it would be better than Beyonce, which was crazy. And uh because of the red hot chili peppers, which we will see how they almost single-handedly tarnished Bruno Mars' halftime show. 